I challenge you to look inward and having a conversation with yourself. Like, why am I really upset about that? I need to follow that curiosity. The most simple way that you can plug in is just being able to want to learn about it. You don't have to want to change it right away. Mm -hmm. But as long as you're curious, start exploring that. Why not just look at yourself in the mirror and say, what can I do today? What does activism look like for me today? And I say that with a ton of love because I know what it's like to feel powerless. And if you can realize that you already have all this power within yourself and all these options and resources, you have so much more power and control than you realize. And you can act in the way that best suits you. Welcome to the Filipina on the Rise podcast, where I spotlight Filipino women doing big things and making an impact. I'm your host, Crystal Favela, and I aim to promote Panay excellence, empower our community through our stories while educating the world about us, and celebrate what it means to be a Filipina. Today, we're talking to Jen Amos and Nani Dominguez. Jen and Nani are the hosts of the Filipino American Women Project, or for short, TIFA, which is a podcast that covers stories and life lessons told by American women of Filipino descent. Also, the two are people I'm lucky to call friends and women that I really look up to and who help me with podcasting and personal life things. Jen is the founder and co-host of Tifa. She's an award-winning podcaster and online entrepreneur and an advocate for promoting personal narratives. She runs four different podcasts and her favorite topics to cover on her shows involve military families, entrepreneurs, women, and mental health. In August 2020, Jen participated as a speaker for PodFest Global. In addition to the media platforms, events, and organizations, her favorite medium of speaking has been through podcasting. We also like to call her Ata Jen. Nani is a co-host of the Filipino American Women Project, and by the way of her biracial identity, she offers an intersectional perspective that allows listeners to be vulnerable and explore their most authentic narratives. In addition to podcasting, Nani is a blogger on her blog notesbynani.com, where she writes to normalize the neoteric Vilam experience and hopes to serve others going through identity crisis relationship issues, processing generational trauma, and other mental health issues prevalent in our families and culture. Definitely go check out the show and their content when you have the time. It is amazing. I also had the honor of being a guest on the show, so my episode's on there too. Shameless plug. <laughs> but anyways, in closing out Filipino American History Month, I'm so excited to have Jen and Nani on the show. Before October, I reached out to the dude to do a collaborative episode. The theme of Filipino American History Month this year was highlighting Filipino American activism. Being that we were both podcasting platforms sharing a mission of highlighting Filipinas, I thought it would be meaningful to have discussion specifically for Filipino women and activism. In thinking about this month, election season, and so much discourse around political, social, and racial injustice calling people to step up and take a stance, we wanted to share how activism can take on several forms and to encourage ways that felt personal and natural. For example, we love that podcasting has been a medium for our activism too. Everyone get ready to be along for the ride. This discussion got rich and real so fast with these two with lots of powerful insight. In this episode, we discuss everything from voting, plugging into current events, and taking care of mental health. We talk about taking personal responsibility, dealing with an overall of issues to narrow down what you care about, and we share vulnerable experiences and stories, and we end with a very powerful message. I cannot wait for this talk with these two. Here we go. Thank you so much for jumping on this episode with me for Philippine on the Rise. I am so excited excited and honored to be recording with you two finally. How are you all feeling and doing? <laughs> yes. Oh, go ahead, Nani. Yes, no, doing good. Just having a little bit of, or a lot of bit of technical difficulties trying to get on this call. But now that we're here, doing much better. How about you, Auntie Jen? 
Oh, I'm doing absolutely. Well, I think I'm exhausted already because it's already been a long day for me, but I'm just so thrilled to unwind with both of you. Like that's one thing I love about doing shows like this is like, I don't feel like I have to put on a show where I don't feel like I have to be extra attentive. It's like, oh, I'm just hanging out with my girlfriends and I'm cool with that. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. And everyone's hanging out with us too. It's interesting because October is like Filipino American history month amidst current political social events, pandemic elections coming up. Why don't we just get really real and raw? Jen and Nani, how do you feel about just everything in the world going on right now? And like, I guess us taking on these topics, I'd just love to learn about how your own thoughts have been around it. Yeah. yeah. Nani? I mean, <laughs> I think the current landscape of what's going on today in our society is a complete mess, especially as we head closer to election day, which is at the time of this recording, it is going to be next Wednesday. So it's coming up on us pretty quickly. I know as someone who has been really advocating and pushing for people to go out there and vote, I still have not cast my vote yet, but mm -hmm. I do plan to do so and Same. make that a priority in the next week. So um, I want everyone to know that I do plan on practicing what I've been preaching. <laughs> and hopefully we can get a little bit more into that in this episode today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. For myself, I think that these times are extremely emotionally charged for a lot of reasons. At the time of this recording, you know, we're still in the pandemic. We're still practicing social distancing. We're still, you know, staying at home because we have to. And for someone that loves being at home, I like it when it's an option, not when it's <laughs> mandatory. And so here I am feeling like super stir crazy. And, you know, fortunately, my husband and I, we actually went on vacation recently. Like we were out in the mountains for a couple of days. And by the time we got there and I was telling you this crystal offline, we actually didn't have Wi-Fi when we came there. And so it was really an opportunity for us to unplug. But anyway, I think my thoughts right now is that yes, it's an emotionally charged time right now. Like people are, I mean, you can see it just on social media. Like I feel like I've kind of backed away from social media. I mean, yeah. I'm on there like selectively, but you know, you could easily just get enraged. You can yeah. easily be anxious and depressed if you're on there because it's just so, like I said, going back to the word emotionally charged mm -hmm. right now with everything that's going on. And in theme of Filipino American History Month this year being about the history of Filipino American activism, what I encourage everyone, and this is sort of what, what I'm telling myself to do, is to show up and to really act out the verb act in the word activism. Like now is a time to act, you know, based off of what you're angry about, based off of what you're upset about, based off of what you're passionate about, you have to act. And so with that said, I also want to add that my husband and I, we initially opted in to do a mail-in ballots to vote right now, because it's like, yeah, it makes sense. Like we want to get it mailed in, you know, we want to practice social distancing. However, really these last couple of days, and especially since the last presidential debate, if anyone watched that, we felt a sense of responsibility to show up in person. And the thing is, if anyone is curious, if you opted in for a mail-in ballot, 
and you want to actually change that, you want to vote in person, you have to bring your entire envelope that was mailed to you with your ballot and you can give it to them there in person and then they'll just mark it void so that you can vote in person. And let me tell you, ladies, like it was, it was very shocking to mm. go in person because it was long lines outside of the place of the location we were going to vote. It was, you know, you saw the signs like socially distanced, six feet apart. Everyone was wearing masks mm. and it took us almost an hour and a half just to make it to the voting booths. Yeah. And actually it was funny because we had our dog because we are very attached to our dog. So my husband couldn't go in with our dog. So he's going to go in on another day, <laughs> but I was oh able God. to go in and vote in that way. But yeah, it took us almost an hour and a half. It was like Disneyland lines y'all. But let me tell you the presidential election I voted stamp to me is so much more impactful than the mail-in ballot. It's something for me where it's like, I had to show up. Like I just, I had to, like, this is a time where I need to act, I need to be there. Yeah. You know? But I also, one thing I wanna add about that experience is that it was so crazy to see that. It was so crazy to stand in that line for as long as we did, especially on a work day, on a Monday. But let me tell you, it was also really inspiring. Mm -hmm. It was really inspiring to see how many people showed up to vote in person because they yeah. felt like it was that important to them. So that's part yeah. of why I feel like I want to encourage anyone who is able and willing and courageous and will practice social distancing to vote in person because mm. this is a historical time, y'all. Like, is a historical time. Like, we will not forget this time. There will never be a time like this where people are going to the ballots wearing masks. You know what I mean? Like the voting polls. Yeah. And yeah. so that was very impactful for me to go through that. And I'm so glad that I chose to opt in and vote in person. Mm. That is so interesting. Just the physical act of like literally showing up and how that has a different energy to it than writing it in and mailing it in. Mm -hmm. And like you said, this is like such a monumental time. It's making me rethink like, yeah, it'll be so much easier to mail in, but I think I'm going to figure out how to, how to do that in person. And I currently like live in Florida and my ballot is in California. And so I have been researching just all the hoops and hurdles of just getting in the vote. And yeah. it's so great that you were able to just be there directly, get it done and walk out and get your vote. I get so frustrated with how complicated it still is for just to figure out how to do it and like the registration timelines and deadlines and the process of it. Mm -hmm. It just, it really gets to me that there are these like hurdles that mm -hmm. we still have to face. And it's like voting is one thing, but like figuring out how to and coordinating your life around that. I don't know anyone's thoughts around that. <laughs> you know, yeah. let me just say this. If you can vote in person, you should vote in person because I know how you're feeling, Crystal, because like this mm. morning, Scott and I spent some time trying to dig up all the paperwork. You know, we were like, where's our ballot and reading it and seeing like, OK, well, if we want to mail it in, where is it going to go? When's it's it going to so arrive? Confusing. And oh. it's like, like I said, obviously, the mail in ballot is there for a reason. I've participated in that in the recent years, mm -hmm. but there's just something about this year that I had to do it in person. And I'm just saying, if you are able to do it like find a way, figure it out, like go to your local registration office or, you know, call in yeah. and ask them like, where's the nearest place I can, you know, return my mail-in ballot and actually vote in person. So, yeah. you know, the stress of figuring out how to mail it in 
is more than actually showing up and exactly. just standing there for an hour. I mean, hey, <laughs> when you're in line waiting for an hour, listen to Crystal's show. You got time to kill. Like, might as well, <laughs> might as well listen to Filipina on the Rise, right? Like, or just Filipino saying. American Women Project, or yeah, reading listen. up on your ballot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's so true. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying, you know, first of all, vote, right? Like, if you vote, like, awesome. But if you can vote and if you can vote in person, do it because you're going to remember that. And you get a different sticker voting in person than you do with the mail-in ballot. And I'm telling you, like, I will not forget this time that I voted. Absolutely not. Yeah, it's absolutely a time that's going down in history. And especially, you know, for this specific election, there's been all this talk and all this news coming out about how they're trying to suppress your vote. And so we really Mm -hmm. have to, I think, hold that privilege that we have of voting with as much weight as Jen is trying to give it right now, because it does truly mean that much. And, you know, if you've already figured out the kind of channels of either mailing it in or going in person, then kudos to you. And we're so proud of you. And if you haven't, then yeah, go in person on the day of and yeah, vote at the polls and make sure that your voice doesn't go to waste, you know, Mm -hmm. because otherwise it will. Yeah, (laughs) If you're not actively using it, it will be taken at some point because that's the structure of the world we live in today. So yeah, I think that's also why it's especially important. Yeah. And the last thing I want to add on that It's so crazy. I didn't realize I'd be so passionate about this, but because it just (laughs) happened, it's very like fresh on my mind. But like early voting is available right now. Like right here in Virginia, like they've had the polls open for I think almost two weeks now. So you can like- Oh, see, I didn't even know that. Yeah, check your local area, but they're allowing that. So for us, it's between, you know, I don't know, like last week till the end of this month where you could actually go in person. So you can find time. You should find time. You will Mm -hmm. find time. Go vote. Yeah. And thank you for doing that research and like telling us that because for someone like me, it's just so overwhelming. Like you see every other day something about, oh, you know, they're already throwing out ballots that have been mailed in or some drop offs locations have been compromised or whatever the headlines are. And it's like all of that, whether it's true or fake, is intentional. It's called propaganda. You know, Mm -hmm. it's intentional to unmotivate you to not want to go vote. And that's exactly kind of the effect, if I'm being honest, that it's had on me, not that it's going to change my decision, you know, or make me not act. But if I wasn't as kind of in tune as I was before all of this mess started swirling around, then it would definitely just make it seem like a really daunting task that Mm. I would rather not mess with, which is, I think, the majority of our generation, how we feel. You know, like it's just too complicated to get involved in. Yeah. On that, there may be people who don't have the luxury of voting who are listening to this, right? And Mm -hmm. this is something that you kind of just have to observe from the outside in. And I actually want to, on wrapping up kind of the thought on, on voting, if you do have the ability to vote, like consider it your privilege and your honor, right? Because a lot of people don't and they live here and they have to deal with this and have to stand outside. Like I wasn't a citizen until 2014 and there were so many elections. I kid you not that I was so envious. I had major FOMO (laughs) of not being able to participate. And then I would see people just waste their vote and say like, I just don't get it. Like I didn't, I feel like my vote doesn't matter anyways. My state 
yeah. swings the other way. Like it doesn't matter. I, I wasn't read up enough. And like, I would just be really frustrated with that because it's like what I would give, like I will stand in for you. And like, yeah. Yeah. So like, you know what I mean? And so finally, when I did like get my citizenship, it was this, the first thing I thought when I sat there and I got like, there was a ceremony, like you're an American citizen. I held my like certificate and I was like, wow, I can vote now. It <laughs> yes. was like literally so exciting. And so yeah. like people who, who don't and like are feeling on the fence about it, like do it. If not for you, do it for the people who can't, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. That's a great point. Yeah. And I want to add one more thing about that too. Mm -hmm. You know, my mom, she is an immigrant from the Philippines and she has just always instilled it in me to vote. She's always like literally every year, she's like, did you vote? Are you voting? Do you know where to vote? <laughs> like she's like literally like that. And so yeah. it's just been instilled in me to do that. And, you know, this makes me angry. And I, I just have to share this because it, it really angers me. What really, what really angers me is when, and, you know, and I have some close people in my circle who are so opinionated mm. about the political landscape and they're choosing not to vote because mm. they're so upset. And I'm just like, what? Like, don't waste my energy of listening. You know, <laughs> I, I have better people to listen to. <laughs> Then for you, don't waste to, like, my energy of listening. Like, 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 I podcast. I listen to people for a living, okay. Mm -hmm. And and I listen to people who are action oriented. And if yeah. you're here venting and you don't act, it's yeah. like, what are you doing? You're wasting. It's like money. don't. It's not useful anymore. I think like I heard. I don't know who said this the other day, but they were like, it's not ideal anymore to just present problems. It's like, if you're going to present right. a problem, also bring a solution with exactly. it. Yeah. Amen. Yep. Amen. Otherwise you're just complaining or whining. Exactly. Need exactly. Don't need more of those. <laughs> um, right. Exactly. Yeah. That being said, you guys, this year has been a lot. Like I think at the beginning, I don't know about you. I was really plugged in right when quarantine shelter in place and when the pandemic became very real i was super plugged in and then i found myself kind of backing and retreating a little bit just getting off of you know not downloading and streaming so much information because it just got really heavy and then like the racial injustice movement started happening and there was this like kind of evolution of activism with this right like of what it used to look like you can go on the streets and you can show up in these conventional ways. And now it really made you confront, like, how do I want to show up? How important is this to me? What does like my personal activism look like now versus performative? And so I'm just curious with you all, like how your activism, how you've seen it shown up this year. And the reason I ask this is because like maybe for a lot of listeners, it's just like a lot of how do we show up with all the overload of social media, the news, and yeah. just wanting to feel like you need to take care of your mental health for a while too. And that's totally okay. <laughs> you know, so like the balance of all that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's definitely been us. I feel like Jen, I mean, that's what we say, or we've said on every episode that we've released since quarantine is, you know, you won't find us on social media anymore. So make yeah. sure that you are plugged in with us in other ways, you know, where we will be focusing our attention, because I think everyone has felt that collective kind of overwhelm and the transformation of 
kind of, I feel like it's become really trendy to be an activist online. Mm-hmm. And while I think that that is a great trend to be happening right now, and I'm grateful for social media to be able to spread information like that. And I think it is a form of activism to share inform- informational resources, even if they are memes or, you know, you're posting a caption on your story or on your feed or whatever. Those are all great things. But I think what I have been trying to encourage our listeners to also be doing is to think about the ways that they can incorporate the information that they're learning or teaching online through social media, blog posts, whatever, into their everyday, like real lives, you know? And so Mm -hmm. like Crystal had mentioned, it's not necessarily limited anymore to the more conventional ways of plugging in, which would be, you know, like attending protest, going to a physical protest or joining like a grassroots organization or things that seem like they're going to take up a lot of room on your plate rather than actually taking those things that you're learning online and applying them to your everyday life. Meaning, you know, start a conversation with your family, a difficult Mm -hmm. conversation with your family that you know is taboo or that you guys don't normally talk about or that you know that there's you know, some kind of problem that you're seeing show up elsewhere in the world that you can address right there at home. That can also mean sharing resources with your friends, not just online, but actually sending things to people and referring them to specific resources that you think would help them or that you guys can at least have a dialogue about so that you can both learn from each other. Speaking up when you see injustice show up in the world, you know, at the grocery store or the bank or wherever you're going these days. And at the most personal level, teaching yourself, you know, so it's okay to admit that we all have blind spots because we all have them. And as long as you're being proactive about addressing them and unlearning, you know, the toxic things that create your unhealthy behaviors and trying to replace them with like newer, healthier ways of being and thinking, then I think that is the least that you can do, you know, Mm -hmm. that requires the most minimal effort aside from voting, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I feel like Nani gave a ton of advice and tips on how to show up, essentially. What I want to add upon that is, you know, in addition to taking it to that macro level that you're talking about and doing it amongst like your loved ones and trying to speak up, you know, amongst your circle, when it comes to like activism, I know I did mention earlier that it's about taking action. It's about doing something. But I also think sometimes it's about stepping away from something. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, the people who, how do I explain this? Like cutting back from certain social media, cutting back from watching certain things, because if you support something you don't like, you're just enabling them to keep doing more Mm -hmm. of it. Like if you don't like the opposing party, but you're complaining about them and you're just talking about how awful they are, like you're feeding into that. Like you are feeding into the problem. Instead, cut back from that and focus on something else. Or if you can cut out all the hate in your life, if you can cut out like what is making you angry, what is beneath that? What do you really want? I think that going back to what I was saying at the beginning of this conversation, a lot of us are very emotionally charged and angry right now. And I get that. I absolutely get that. At the same time, that doesn't serve any of us. It just makes us angrier. Mm -hmm. You know, instead, it's like, can we peel? And I'm speaking from people that are in my circle that makes me angry because it's like, you are more than that. You are more than being angry. You're more, more than being emotional. Like, you can make a difference. 
Like stop looking at other people and what they're doing and look at yourself. Like, what are you doing? What are you cutting back on? And even if you cut away all that anger and all that rage and you don't know who you are, start there. Like start there. It's okay if you don't know like what you want or who you want to stand for. Just start there. Like, please, because it's like, I'm, you know, you can hear it in my voice, but I'm so frustrated to hear it all. Like I'm so angry because it doesn't solve anything. Yeah. Like anger is just a surface level emotion that's covering up something deeper within you. And sometimes anger is a crutch to keep you from actually wanting to take personal responsibility. And as someone such as myself, that's been an entrepreneur for the last decade, I'm all about personal responsibility. You know, it's so important because you have to realize that you can be the change that you want to see, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of what we talked about in your conversation on our show, Crystal, when you mentioned this quote that really stood out to me, it's like, find a hole in the world in the shape of you and fill it. Like there's a hole for you, girl. You know, there's a hole for you, y'all. And like, it's in the shape of you specifically. But if you keep looking at all the other holes that don't look like you and you're criticizing them and you're telling them like, oh, like you need to look more like me. It's like, no, you need to look like you. Focus on you, please. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the important thing this month is like, and Nani, you kind of mentioned this too, is, is start with yourself, Yeah, you know? And so anyway, that's my rant, but I'm I love that. <laughs> I can yes, hear, I can beautiful. hear the conviction and the emotion in your voice, Jen, and it clearly speaks through. I love that you are focusing on starting with you. Nani, we talked about this before the show about, I think there's this, this tendency to reach outwards and see these issues around you and want to throw your opinion and your stance on them. And that's, it's great and all, but my biggest transformation, I think, as an activist this year, so a few years back, I was very on the external side. Like I would organize protests and, and mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. in school and then do a lot of campaign and policy activism work here and there. And then I noticed this year when I retreated, I went through this phase of like just feeling overwhelmed and closing up from everywhere. And I thought that was me hiding under a rock, but I realized it was actually my body telling me like, you need to stop trying to be part of the noise and like, Mm. look at yourself and ask Uh like, what do you actually need to confront? Like if you're asking for change, like, have you changed that in yourself yet? Do you know what I mean? Like I had an awakening moment when I'm out here saying like, oh yeah, anti-racism, like injustice, let's fight it. And then I'm walking down the street and it was during like the Black Lives Matter protest. And then this group of like, you know, black folks like passed by and I immediately had this like reaction that was honestly like internalized racism. And when I saw that within myself, I was shocked and I realized like, you need to start the work in yourself first. And I Mm. I started reading all all these things like, kind of like de, what is it called? Like decolonizing yourself, like unprogramming some of the unconscious biases and racism that you have. And that has been the most transformative stuff I've been doing the past few months, like just through kind of auditing and checking yourself and seeing where you do have underlying, you know, biases, discriminations and racism that, um, you need to start with yourself first. And Mm -hmm. that has been the best thing I think I've done in my own activism. And so I do encourage that to anybody like you can start with yourself and it's going to be way better than trying to figure out your stance on all these issues, you know? Yeah. 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 No, for sure. Thank you for sharing that. I feel like most people would not want to share that out of fear of, you know, judgment or whatever, but that is exactly what this time is about 
And I'm so proud of all these people that I see online showing up and admitting these things mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, these are things that I've heard for years and years and years. And I never thought that it applied to me until, you know, I see all this stuff happening in 2020. And I have a small interaction like that, that, you know, just like a little yeah. light bulb goes off for me. And that's my signal that I need to follow that, you know, that curiosity, like you said yes. earlier, Crystal. And a lot of people don't have the courage to do that, or they just want to turn away. You know, me, myself, I've not really been a fan of confrontation my whole life. And so mm -hmm. I think I've used that as an excuse not to stand up in certain moments when I know I should have. And that's what this time has really been about for me is learning how to just spit it out, you know, because I'm always thinking it. I just rarely say it because I want to avoid confrontation. Like I think a lot of people also tend to do. And so, yeah, that I think, again, is the most simple way that you can plug in is just being able to recognize it within yourself and want to learn about it. You don't have to want to change it right away. Mm -hmm. But as long as you're curious about why are people so upset that people feel this way? Or why mm -hmm. are people so upset that people react this way? You know, and if that's something you can personally relate to, start exploring that. Yeah, absolutely. I think one more thing I want to add about activism is that it's going to come down to trusting your gut, you know, because what you both were talking about, like activism is not just what you see on television. It's not just doing the marches. It's not just holding up the signs. It's not just like, you know, posting stuff on social media or what have you. And it doesn't have to be so radical. Like to mm -hmm. me and to me yeah. in our show, what we do on the Tifa project, I believe what we're doing is a form of activism, but you don't yes. hear me. You don't hear me sounding angry. I mean, <laughs> maybe, maybe right now I sound angry, <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but like, you know, for us, it's about celebration. It's about like, oh my gosh, like we have space. Like that's yeah. one thing yeah. that a lot of people need to realize or that I encourage you to challenge your own self when you feel like you don't have options is that we have space. Anyone can start a podcast show. Anyone can start. And, you know, Nani and I, when we did the show together, like obviously we were kind of making it up as we go, but as time went on, we started to realize the impact of creating the space because we could do mm -hmm. it. And that's one thing that, you know, for everyone that is a creative for everyone that is blogging, for everyone, you know, to the therapists who focus specifically on the Filipino community, you know, like there's to coaches dedicated to serving women of color. That is a form of activism. It doesn't yes. always have to be out of anger. You don't always have to yell to prove your activism. You don't yeah. always have to like, post the black squares on social media. <laughs> activism can come off as a positive act. And so I really challenge everyone who is maybe angry right now and has been just pointing fingers at everyone else but themselves, I challenge you to look inward and be like, and to peel that layer of anger or whatever, whatever that anger is, whatever that is, whatever that external thing you keep focusing on or a number of external things you're focusing on, I encourage you to look inward and start by looking in the mirror and having a conversation with yourself and saying like, why am I really upset about that? <laughs> like, why is it so important for me that I need that person that I will never be able to touch in my lifetime to change for me, 
you know, it's like, why not just look at yourself in the mirror and say, what can I do today? Yeah. What does activism look like for me today? For me, and yeah. I say that with a ton of love because I know what it's like to feel powerless. You know, that's a, this is a story for another time, but I know that feeling. And if you can realize that you already have all this power within yourself and all these options and resources and community, hello, you know, like with what we have going on here and our network, you know, on this show, Filipino on the Rise and the Filipino American Woman, you have so much more power and control than you realize. And you can act in the way best suits you. And I encourage you to look inward and figure that out or talk to us, you know, we're around too. <laughs> we'll brainstorm with you. <laughs> yeah, we'll brainstorm. We'll figure it out together. But Aww. the point is like, it's okay to trust yourself and yeah. to tell yourself that you matter and you can make a contribution in this world. You can yes. and you should, and you will. I love that, Jen. That, yeah, that, that was makes- beautifully said. Exactly. <laughs> I'm you. snapping over here. I hope you can hear me. my clapping. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, ladies. <I'm> snapping. <laughs> Mic drop. Walk away. I think we can end right here. <laughs> no, I love that. It makes me think of this concept of arts activism that starts to transform activism and showing up in sometimes you see it, like you said, in this angry, this clenched fist, this negative light mm-hmm. into something that can actually be very beautiful and celebratory. And I'm seeing that in so many different forms now. Like we can get creative mm-hmm. and very personal with our activism. Someone that I just had on the show, she's a yoga movement da- dance instructor. Mm. And she takes activism in the form of that, like holding classes that allows for, you know, bringing up, talking about social justice or just like the mind and body sphere connection when it comes to justice and activism in the world through yoga. Like that's so Mm. cool, you know, it's like really so creative. And then we see people who like paint these beautiful arts just to deliver a message and to provoke discussion and thought. It doesn't have to be these rigid forms, you know what I mean? Like what creative forms have you all seen? Oh, man. Yeah, that's a good question. Those are really good examples, though. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I like how you mentioned art activism, Crystal. I've never heard that term. And I like as soon as you said, I was like, yeah, like that makes sense. (laughs) Create activism. You can create art to create activism. So, you know, like, yeah, like yoga is definitely one. I think just art in general, like we had a guest on our show, Anna did a thing who, you know, who lives in Boston and incorporates, you know, Filipino artwork into her. And Nani, you can help me out if you recall this conversation, but, Mm -hmm. you know, into her chalk artwork on the streets of Boston, (laughs) you know, and I hope I got the right place for that, but (laughs) I have to like check my notes, but you know, her artwork is one thing I think about, you know, some of the therapists we've had on the show who specifically focus on helping women of color or queer people, you know, or BIPOC people, not just therapists, but coaches as well. And I just think that there's so many ways. Activism doesn't have to be reactive. It doesn't have to be a march. It can right. be proactive. Yeah. It can be yeah. Like, hey, let's prevent this. Let's let's work through, let's decolonize ourselves, as you both have mentioned. And there's yeah. so many avenues to do that. I feel like I was sort of repeating myself with the examples, but I, I just want to stress <laughs> the fact <laughs> that, you know, if there's anything that people should take away from this conversation is that, you know, holding your fists up in the air or holding up signs and being angry, that is valid. That is so needed. It's just not the only thing that's available to practice activism. Yeah, there's also all this other behind the scenes kind of work. So just a couple that I could think of off the top of my head, like in my social circles that I've seen are like when the presidential debates were going on, 
some of my friends wanted to host like uh, debate parties. So, you know, mm. how people have like fight parties for boxing or whatever. <laughs> we were going to have like a debate party where we all got together and did like potluck style, watch the debates. I don't think that the debates were even worth all of that, but you know, it was a, a creative idea. And nice. then another kind of pre-plug that I have that I'll be including as soon as it's ready in our next newsletter in the Filipino American Woman podcast newsletter. I'm working with my best friend. She's going to create for us a Filipina-friendly voting guide. And I'm going to try and push it out as soon as possible because she's really into like learning about all the propositions and measures and people that are on the ballot. And Mm. I'm really not. (laughs) And so I asked her help if she could break down, do like a the most abbreviated possible version of a breakdown on a voting guide, specifically from a Filipina American lens. Wow. um, And kind of really highlight the yeah, really highlight the measures and things that specifically speak to our community. And so as soon as that's ready, I am going to be pushing that out. And Crystal, I can also share that with you as well to share on your platform when it's ready. But yeah, hopefully that will be a really good resource for you guys. And I mean, hopefully it will come, we can get it out, you know, as soon as possible, because I know, again, the election is on Wednesday (laughs) coming up already. So yes, Mm -hmm. TBD on that. Now I have a reason to say I'm holding off uh, why I'm procrastinating on voting because I'm waiting for the Filipino friendly voter guide. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Another thing with, with anyone like who is struggling with the voting part, like there are voter guides that are put together. You could just like plug into an organization or a group that you already trust and they have voter guides for you, you know, right? Uh, read up on. And so like this one, I think that is such a great resource. And thank you for putting that together. Like those really take a lot of research and kind of crafting to do. So I put one together before for my student body and it was just like, yeah, it was a lot. Yeah, a lot of work. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, I want to address something that me and Nani actually talked about before and it was, it's overwhelm when it comes to the issues to care about. Mm-hmm. You know, like it seems like everywhere you look, everyone, everything's demanding your attention about like what's a very critical topic or issue. You need to care about this. A bunch of hundred other issues like climate change, racial injustice, like education policy. Like there's so much out there. And I have an answer to this too. But what is a message that you want to say about like overwhelmed with this the number of issues one can tear about that it might like paralyze someone to like not even know where to plug in and this need to like oh I need to read up on everything and be knowledgeable about everything if I even want to be a part of this activism or like showing up yeah I would say to pick one or two topics to start with and really like sit down and spend some time and attention thoroughly exploring those before you move on. I know that especially when you get on social media, you'll see, you know, one thing about racism, and then you'll see the next thing about climate change. And all of these posts are important. And they all are addressed with such urgency that it makes you want to act, you know, right then and there. 
But I, I would urge you to, yeah, just limit the topics that you're looking at to just one or two maybe so that you can actually get a thorough kind of analysis of them before you start forming your opinions and things. And then the more you understand about those one or two topics, the more you can tie them into why why the next one that you're going to study is important. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. In addition to what Nani said, I think you know, it goes back to what I was saying earlier of instead of looking at things externally and being angry at everything outside of yourself to really peel off that layer and look inward and really, really hone in on what is most important to you. Just like what Nani said, trying to find those one or two main issues that really, really, really impact you and your community and, you know, the greater community that you care about. And I also just want to encourage people, and this is going to, this will probably sound a little controversial, but you don't have to fill every hole, you know, every, every circle in the ballot. Like you don't have to, like you can just, you know, fill in the bubbles that are most important to you, you know, because it's better that, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's fun fact. <laughs> it's better, it's better to make, you know, a very educated decision than an uneducated one to just look at someone. It's like, oh, I don't know anything about them, but I like their name or, oh, I'm going to vote for them because they're that party. I know nothing about them, you know, but I know that they're this party. And so Mm -hmm. I, and I'll admit when I was voting, I didn't bubble in everything and I'm okay with that because I don't want to make a decision. I don't want to bubble in something just because I feel like I have to, this is not the SATs. Okay. Y'all you're voting your interests. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're not going to like have less of a score (laughs) if you don't (laughs) all the bubbles. So I just want to test. (laughs) Yeah. I just want to share that with people because I think like just going back to what you both are saying is, you know, everyone kind of has this paralysis by analysis when it comes to, first of all, wanting to vote. And then secondly, when you want to vote, like just the overwhelm of all that information out there. And so I encourage you to, you know, like, look, just like what Nani said, like focus on what matters to you the most and vote on the things that matter to you the most. Everyone, if you haven't checked your mail lately, or if your mail is piling up, you know, everyone has a sample ballot that gets sent to their house. You could actually see ahead of time. And that's actually what I did. Like we pre-filled our sample ballot before we went to the polling booths because, you know, I can just pull that out like my own cheat sheet. And rather than sit there and contemplate because, you know, this is the pandemic, I don't want to hang out there for too long. I can just, you know, (laughs) I just pulled out that cheat sheet and I, you know, that I pre-filled after, you know, talking about it with my husband and being on the same page with things and then just bubble it in. And I was able to get that done really quickly. And, you know, the best part, (laughs) the best part was actually submitting the ballot because I was able to, with my own hands, put the ballot in the machine that scans it and says, you voted, like your ballot has been accepted. I'm just like, yes. Wow. How validating. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I know it went in. I saw it. I was there. I held it. Right. Versus you drop it in the mail and it may or may not get there. Yeah. Yeah. So again, going back to, if you can, you should like vote Mm -hmm. in person because the impact of it is so much different. But anyway, just going back to what I was saying to summarize, yeah, like you don't have to fill out everything, but vote, you know, vote yeah. for something, please. Or yeah. Wow, Ante, oh. you're coming with all the voting. I tips know. I'm Thank you. It. I'm so glad that at least one of us came in and did it already yeah. because like neither me and Nani. Like, oh, we, yeah. Will. we yeah. will. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because Mondays is typically like for my husband and I, we call it our admin days. So that means oh, that nice. we actually like drive and do errands together. And literally oh. yesterday, he was all like, 
like, oh, when should we vote? And I was like, tomorrow, tomorrow's admin day, you know? <laughs> so that's the only reason why I got it done today. And I'm so glad that I did because it's, mm-hmm. it's very fresh to me. And so I was able to kind of just let it all out just now, like as raw as my feelings are. And wow. It's super fresh then. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It like literally happened. Like, I don't know, like eight hours ago at this point. So. Beautiful. I can yeah. hear it in your voice. I get, I love the amped up energy in it. It's making me like, oh, I'm going to go tomorrow, but I have to wait for the voter guide for Filipinas. The patriotism. Yeah. Yes. I know. I know. No, but I'm, I'm so glad. I actually didn't even think about like, you don't have to fill out all the holes. Like regardless of that's controversial or not, I think it reflects like you don't have to spread yourself out across right. all things. Like it's actually better to like Nani, you and I discussed to go deep in a few things rather than spreading out in all of them, whether that's in voting or even about caring and being vocal about certain issues, right. just like back to the choose one or two things and like last advice or even exercise that best practice or I would recommend is sitting with yourself and like thinking like, what do I really actually care about? And it doesn't have to feel like a political thought or it doesn't have to feel like what mm-hmm. social issue do I care about? It's like, what is like making your heart like beat for better or for worse when it comes to like when you hear about things when it comes to like issues that get your blood boiling or that you find yourself excited to talk about or find a solution to because I think starting with that and just like following yourself it'll lead you to find like it'll lead you to research and find how your activism and it's expressing itself like an example I would say is Like my little sister, she is in middle school and she's having a really hard time like doing school in quarantine and virtual Mm -hmm. classrooms. Mm -hmm. And it's so sad to see her and her friends, like their mental health is deteriorating. Mm -hmm. And it's because the education system, they are not innovating enough to, to like keep up. Yeah. To keep up with virtual learning. They just think they can like, they could replicate it. And it's not good for how kids are learning they're missing out a lot on holistic education. And plus it's actually exacerbating already like education gaps. Like if the people who don't have like parents at home to help them out, or they don't have all this technology, all these educational gaps that were already there are just becoming more prominent. And where I find the touch point for me is like literally seeing my little sister going through a mental health crisis because of this. Mm. And like, that makes me so like, sad to see and so like i just get emotional like hearing like talking oh, about this right now and of course. yeah and like and the stress but, also falls yeah. on you and your parents and yeah. whoever else are in the house with them exactly. because again the schools just expect you guys to pick up that yeah. slack and make sure that the kids are in the zoom class paying attention uh, yeah. you know and right. so it's, and they're just it's not, not developing just the, the kid way. Yeah, the whole household. Yeah, totally. And can you imagine if you're like a one-parent, low-income household? Like, I can't yeah. imagine Who what has they're to going go to work. Through. Who's exactly. like an essential worker? Yeah, yeah. how do you I know. how do you juggle that? <laughs> right. And so I use that as an example because it's made me like, even though I feel fit, overwhelmed by like all these issues, it's made me like go online and find like our, you know, candidates or like like legislators and politicians who are actually like acting on this and find that and wanting to give that support there and finding like the natural unfolding of that. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. 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 So anyways, <laughs> thanks for letting me share that. I would love to learn like for you all, what have you found to be like, so, like certain issues that you really care about outside of voting, of course, because I think we're all passionate about, <laughs> about that, that you found like, oh, it's allowed for a more 
positive and empowering kind of involvement for you? Yeah, I would say one for me, I'm probably a prime example of someone who has tried to plug into too many different movements at one time and really Mm -hmm. spread myself too thin and felt that overwhelm and then gone through the motions of unplugging and backing out of all of those um, (laughs) commitments, you know, temporarily, and then coming back refreshed and really just plugging into one or two, which I would say would be the current racial injustice in America right now and defending press freedom specifically in the Philippines, although we are seeing that bleed into the United States as well now. So those are two topics that I would say are probably most prominent for me in kind of just to go on about the press freedom thing, specifically about the anti-terror law and educating people about that and just really getting people to understand how this is just such a blatant attack on human rights and It really doesn't only affect people in the Philippines, it affects anyone around the world that uses the internet. So that is just something to me that really hit home because I'm a blogger. I like to, you know, and a podcaster. So I like to speak on those platforms about injustice that I see both here and the Philippines. And that that law specifically has threatened my right to do that. You know, like since that came out, I've put my profile on private and I've made certain posts that I've written on my blog private because I don't feel comfortable with them being public. Although that's also a threat basically to my activism and a way that I can show up in my personal life when we talk about the theme of activism is to, you know, I don't want to say like, just stop being so scary because it is going to be highly scary if I do go back to the Philippines and I'm tagged because yeah, that could end very badly. But at the same time, You have to measure that with the importance of having the right to even post those things, you know, Mm -hmm. or speak about them on a podcast. So, yeah, yeah, I think we've seen, we've been warned, at least on our podcast, uh, Tifa, back in as early as episode 16 with JL, who I'm sure many of you guys already know who I'm talking about. But she started off that episode talking about how they're coming for our right to voice our opinions, basically, and that even things like blogs and podcasts were going to be kind of under threat soon. And that's exactly what we're seeing happen today. So that's something that I hold really close to my heart and that I am actively kind of just considering and bantering back and forth with myself about on a day to day basis. Yeah, I feel like Nani is more well-researched when it comes to the global (laughs) current events, which I absolutely appreciate. And I'm just so glad, you know, to have you co-hosting with me because, you know, that's something that, you know, I'm not primarily focused on myself. And, you know, I'm not saying that that's wrong or right. It just, it is what it is. You know, as for myself, when it comes to like the type of issues that I support, for me, I think it's more... I support things that are more like, uh, how do I explain it? Actually, I think I think the best way I can explain is by reading this quote. <laughs> uh, this is actually a quote on currently in my Instagram profile, my personal account. And it's by Alice Walker, who is an American novelist. And this quote goes, the most common way people give up their power is by thinking they don't have any. Mm. 
And I think that, you know, it goes back to how I feel so enraged by certain people, you know, certain loved ones and people I know in my circle where they're just angry, but they're probably not going to vote. You know, they're probably the people that may not vote. And I don't, I don't know, but I know one deliberately said, told me that they're not going to vote, you know, and it's their choice. It's just that, you know, again, don't waste my listening, you know, <laughs> my listening ears if you're if you're just going to vent to me, you know, like, and you're not going to take any action on it. So anyway, with that quote in mind, I have grown this very personal responsibility to inspire people to embrace their personal narratives and tell their story. And this is in in different areas. So the obvious one is through our show, the Filipino American Woman Project. A lot of women who on that show who are sharing their story, it's the first time they're sharing their story. It's the first time they've been on a podcast. Some of them, it's the first time they felt heard, seen, validated, and started to experience a form of self-healing. And I think that a lot of us in general don't think we matter. And it's that's very sad. And I know that's a result of colonization. And I feel like in, in every story that we do, and, and, and Nani and I can attest to this too, we get messages all the time of people saying, oh my gosh, I'm crying right now. This episode means so much to me. Thank you for doing this. And it's really grown, a, like I said, a personal responsibility in me to continue to promote personal narratives. And in addition to what I do for our own community, I actually also do that in the military community. So a little bit about my background, I don't know if I talk about this a lot, but I was a military child and I'm also known as a gold star daughter. And what that means, if you're hearing this for the first time, is that you lost a family member while they were on active duty. And for me, that was my dad. I had lost him when I was 10 years old. And so I have a very, I guess, very intimate relationship with the military mm -hmm. community. And I know what loss feels like. I know what it's like to feel like you don't matter. Because for me, like my dad was the one person that made me feel like I mattered, like on a very emotional level. And so, you know, the way that I show up today is in honor of him. You know, if I can make people feel like they matter, like I've done my form of activism, because I think to me, I believe that's where the, it starts. You have to know that you matter and that you can make a contribution in this world. And when you know that you matter and you know you can make a contribution, you know what issues will matter the most to you. Like you know what you will fight for because you start to also learn that when your story matters, other people's stories matter. And it becomes a sense of responsibility to go beyond yourself and help other people. Um, the last thing I wanna share too is that I love, absolutely love advocating for mental health. I'm a big, big supporter of it. I personally have mild depression and I have struggled with suicidal ideation. The more I learn about my dad's story, the more I learn that's where I got it from. My mm. my dad's side has a history of mental illness. And so I am actively, you know, constantly, consistently building community or being in community with people and seeking out, you know, mental health resources. I'm actively in counseling right now. And I even give back to the community through a resource called Seven Cups where I'm not, I'm not like a licensed therapist, but I'm a trained listener. And my job there, my passion on there is to make people feel like they matter and to feel like their problems mm -hmm. matter. And so that's, for me, those are the issues that are most important, are amplifying personal narratives, whether it's for our community, whether it's for the military community, and also just being an overall advocate for mental health. And to me, these are very proactive issues that are so near and dear to my heart and that I, I don't know, I could spend the rest of my life doing. Yeah. So anyway, that was very long winded, but yeah. I hope that was good. <laughs> that was beautiful. So beautiful. Thank Jen, you. thank you so much for sharing all that. I think, again, just like emphasizes 
this way that we can make it personal and like make it something that like regardless of the elections coming up and like put putting that away putting the deadlines away putting the pandemic away it's it's about like what do you actually want for yourself I guess and and do you know that you deserve that like do you know that you deserve to be heard and that your story like you said matters and that you showing up and having a voice like it deserves to have a place in this world and so I think we can easily get caught up with like oh I need to be doing this and I need to be plugged in I need to like be a good citizen and all this stuff like that is second to you being a human who has the right I guess to be seen felt heard by society by your family by leaders in like whatever role you have in life and I think what's so beautiful is that each of us have given an example, I think, of what this could look like. And, and it's sustainable and it's mm-hmm. true to you. It's authentic. You know what I mean? So thank you so much for sharing that story. I think it's, it's super inspiring. Yeah. Well, thank you for giving us the platform, Crystal, creating space for us to not just us, but everyone else you've brought on the show, you know, because I think that podcasters are special in, in so many ways. Like podcasters, like I think genuinely care about people and they (laughs) genuinely want to create space because, Hey, this is not just a record and then post it up there. You know, there's a whole production behind this Mm -hmm. and then plus the marketing side. So (laughs) it really takes a big heart to create this kind of space. So I can't thank you enough, Mm -hmm. Crystal, for what you've done so far with your show. And again, for letting us be a part of it. Oh, thank you. I mean, that means so much coming from you too. I I mean, the power duo when it comes to podcasting and just creating a really powerful space as well. So thank you, Jenna and Nani for coming on for just showing up so real and raw and like vulnerably like I really appreciate it. So thank you. Oh, we appreciate you. Thank you for having us on. I got such like inspo vibes from both of you. (laughs) I love that. Yes, I hope that everybody else caught that. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoyed this talk, consider sharing it on social media. You can take a screenshot, post it on your story, tag Filipina on the rise, and I'll share you back. I'd love if you could leave a written review as this helps our show get found more. I will read out your review and give you a huge thanks. All right, everyone, stay informed, stay kind to others and yourself. All right, everyone, take care.